0: this is Shanika Johnson-Sims, and this is Along the Lines, a podcast presented by Leading Lines. And yeah, I'm just really loving London at the moment. And I said this quote to a few people, and they're looking at me like I'm bizarre, and I said, I feel like London's always sunny. And apparently it's going to be a thunderstorm, and I don't really know how that is, because where I'm from in London, it's always sunny. But hey, I guess I'm going to experience my first thunderstorm. But jokes aside, I've really been enjoying sitting out in the sun, reconnecting with nature. Normally I hate grass and flies. But I'm starting to embrace that. And yeah, I'm just really enjoying how 2018's going. We're more than halfway through the year and I'm quite pleased with what I've done. I always feel like I can do more and I think that is just a typical feeling to have. But hey, you just got to roll with it and sometimes if you keep beating yourself up or thinking, oh, I should be here by this point, you just aren't going to be happy. And a lot of the times our goals... As pure as we are, are unrealistic. Oh, and our guest is arriving now. Hi, how are
1: you? Oh, nice to you? Thank you for waiting for us. Okay.
0: Sorry, it was so hard to find here. I know the construction really grows people. Was up. Yeah. It was up. Yeah. It does that sometimes. It's so. It's such. It's going to be a nice project when it's finished, but until then, it's a building site. It's always construction. Thank yeah, London's always like that, don't you think? Everywhere you look.
1: Cranes everywhere.
0: Yeah, so I hope the journey wasn't too horrible. Because I know even when we invite a lot of people down, they kind of give us that phone call. They're like, you know, what I've tried, but I need you to meet me. So thank you for coming down. I appreciate it. Well, I kind of
1: figured it was better because you have your like settings, podcasts. You need to have quiet space where you feel comfortable, and just meeting at a cafe or anywhere else would just ruin the whole
0: experience right yeah especially being entrepreneurs is maybe in the earlier days you kind of work at cabs and yeah. you're like i found this really nice cafe, i can work here but nothing beats having your own space it also puts like uh, when we first got our
1: studio with our design studio was like it really changed the switch on the business because it gives you like legitimacy that you're like it's not just an idea that you're working out at, at a cafe. It's actually a business that yeah. you're building
0: and working towards. So, it When we first started out, we were in uni, so you kind of just work in the uni editing rooms and stuff. And then you get to the point where you graduate, and you feel, you okay, I've got my home studio, this is nice. But then when you finally get your own space, you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? You can finally invite clients down, you're like, this is our office. And you just feel, you feel real. And even if you are paying for it, you kind of think, okay, we have to make at least this each month to pay for it. and it kind it's of gives evolves. you that, yeah, yeah it does it's it does and sometimes without putting yourself in that position you kind of end up just scraping by which i know is not what anyone wants to do yes. it's always
1: hard yeah especially to start <sighs> it's always hard to start
0: yeah cuz even with a lot of ideas people have they kind of start out with okay i know that i want to do this but it kind of stays at that stage where it's an idea it's on paper And then actually making it happen is the hardest thing. Everybody has ideas now.
1: Mm -hmm. Who executes them and believe and have really tough skin, like thick skin to endure people saying no to you, telling you you're crazy, um, closing the doors on you. we've had a lot of that like a lot of people have closed in both in both of our like business ventures in our design studio which is called create studio and shoot my travel we've both had a lot of people shut doors or say no you guys you guys are crazy why are you doing this yeah or it's too expensive in the creative industry it's always it's too expensive it doesn't fit my budget but I feel that it's our part to educate people and tell them, listen, this laptop that I have is 1,500 pounds. The microphone that I have is another 1,000 pounds. The camera that I have with the lens that I have is another 5,000-pound kit. All of this together, just my initial investment is 10,000 pounds on average. Uh, Then I bring in my
0: creativity. That is really difficult to to value and put a price on it. Yeah, a lot of people, especially when you're first starting out and they know you're starting out, they're like, oh, it'll be good for experience. And I understand that, you know, that whole thing. But we do have to get to the point where people can be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Because so if you can just, like, tell us a bit about your business and also about your personal career. So I'll start with my personal
1: career and I'll jump into the business sure. side. Um, I'm a photographer. I've been a photographer for, what, 15 years since I was Twelve. I got my first camera. It was a little flip phone oh. <laughs> that I used to take. I still have those pictures, really? yeah, I want to print them one day and like eh, have no them a no, it was actually Arabian? um no, it wasn't a nokia anyway, it, doesn't
2: matter.
1: it doesn't matter, but that's important <laughs> um so I had a flip phone I started taking pictures. I was like really passionate about documenting things and like. I, had a, I don't know, I felt, like, really connected to documenting and having, like, a personal history documented. Um, and then I started, like, taking pictures of my sister and my sister's friends, and everybody was like, wow, you have a really good eye, you can really do this, and I was like, okay, yeah. I just do it because I love it. It's just a way to explore. I started working Photoshop, learning how to do it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I went to my first like official photography school in my hometown, Colombia, in Cali. Um, really small photography school, and then I started learning all about like the technicalities of actually how a camera works. Yeah, and then 10%. I started doing, like, okay, let's tell my friends, let's do modeling type of things. I consume fashion. It's not what I want to do visually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more driven on the fact of like documenting history, and I really wanted to be a photojournalist and going to war zones, <laughs> so, oh, cool. yeah, and tell stories about people and do portraiture. So I started getting into that. My I, I went to school in Bogota for journalism, and, and it was very political, and I didn't want to go into politics or. Write political articles. I wanted to do more uplifting type of work and more, I've, yeah, more meaningful work. And I feel that Colombia is amazing, but sometimes we focus too much on the negative of things and we're always looking at what we're failing at instead of seeing how we are succeeding at things. So I moved to the US and I started going to UM, University of Miami. And there, I still maintain my like communications drive and journalism, but I paired it with art and photography, so I started doing a lot of personal projects. And I, I really grew a lot in my sense, but it was always that hustle between paying for school while doing photography, so I would do events, um, all types of photography that like all photography gigs that i would pretty much get so i started like building a like a career and an ecosystem of people that already knew me and recommended me and started getting bigger clients by the time and um, and then i started traveling a lot with camilo camilo is my my life partner okay. my <laughs> business partner um, he's here with us um, <laughs> and we started working together we were actually talking about what was the first project that we started doing together and how it came about and it was a mural he does, he's a calligrapher and a, de- a graphic designer and we did a mural at a studio that he was working out called the power of an idea so we did a mural that said the power of an idea And since then, we, like, felt that we not only had really good synergy as a couple, but also working together. It wasn't easy. You know, working with your partner is not easy. But it it was definitely fun. So while traveling, we were, like, taking amazing pictures of each other. And then there was a moment that we got back to the hotel and we said, wow, we really don't have any photos of us together. Like, literally, the only pictures that we have are
0: selfies that
1: are so shit.
0: Yeah, selfies are yeah. <laughs> That's like when Raf and I, because Raf's a photographer as well. I'm not really a, photo- so I will take a picture of him. Like a man will be really nice. I'm like, sorry, I tried my best. Yeah, and,
1: and and having a photography background, even though Camilo is great and he has a great eye, he doesn't know the technicalities of things, so the photo wouldn't be focused or or exposed correctly. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I <get> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, but uh, so like the teaching process, so it would delay us. I used to travel with a tripod. And it was annoying most of the times i didn't even take it out of the hotel because it was just such a hassle to carry it everywhere um and there's always like the security issue like leaving your camera there while you're standing in front of the eiffel tower millions of people are passing by you never know who can throw your camera down take it run with it so we said, like, how cool would it be to actually have another photographer creative join us and actually help us take these pictures and document and learn also about the local culture. We're always, we've always been very um, local travelers. Like, okay. if you go to a city, we, we go to a city, we won't any background on the city yeah we will choose like the main like let's say if you go to Paris you go to the Eiffel Tower of yeah. course but we always find a way to experience it from a local perspective okay so not just
0: going to the main hotspots yeah. but actually exploring yeah. like okay that's fine.
1: yeah and through food so we used to well when he was alive, we used to go through all of the Anthony Bourdain's list of the places he would go to and we used to do them uh, like the the Anthony Bourdain route for the cities, so uh, that was cool. And then we met a lot of people along the way, like in bars drinking, and we made friends with these people. You share connections, and then next day you meet again. So in this process, we were like, that would be amazing. We got really passionate about this idea, and like started writing down names during the trip. And we said, okay, shoot my travel. I love that name. It just pairs to everything together. Well. It's to the point. It Drives the message. And then we were like, okay, Camilo drew the, he sketched out the logo and everything was like said. Then he came up with like the copy for for the website. I put the website together and we started reaching out to photographers and seeing like to our network. And through Behance, we started like reaching out to other photographers. So back then, Behance was the number one creative platform. I think it still is. It's great. It's a great tool. Um, So... It was, it was a slow process. We were building our design studio at the time. I was in school still. Uh, so there was a lot of moving pieces for us. And we just did it because we loved it. It was our passion. It was our drive. And we didn't tell anybody about it. And my mom was in town. She lives in Colombia now. Uh, we live in Miami. Okay, yeah. um, and I was going through old pictures. We were moving from our old apartment. And I was like, wow, I should just tell her about... What we're working on. So I told her, and as you heard, my mom got super emotional. Like, she started crying, and she was like, she was in shock and like this feeling that I can't describe, like this nostalgia. And then she told me the story that my dad in the 80s, he used to hire photographers to take pictures of my family. So he used to go and find the photography houses in the 80s and get these photographers to join him. So he would rent a car, and the photographer would tag along with them for the day or for a couple of hours and take pictures in the main places. So yeah, so it was it was really like serendipity moment. I was like blown away because we had no idea this was happening. I had the pictures. I have the pictures with the stamps of the photographers, the date, and i was I was in shock I didn't get to meet him, but I have these pictures i've been living I can live some of his history and these moments. Like, they're a gateway to that moment, and my mom would, was able to tell me, like, things that she remembered of this trip, and um, it was just...
2: And since they were professionally captured, you can look into the details of things taken by a professional photographer Add a lot of value to those photos and to those memories. You
0: have to really imagine yeah. that it tells of- a more rounded story, you can kind of build the senses, you can imagine what it smells like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe just... Who he was. Yeah, exactly. Who he was.
1: Because I never felt that my dad was not in, in my life throughout my childhood. My family did an amazing job, always bringing him up. And still today, it's been 29 years since he passed away. And my aunts, my uncles, my mom, my sisters, every time we get together, he's always in the conversation. They also call him el loco, the crazy, because he was the crazy one, because he was very spontaneous and adventurous. So they always bring him up in the car. And if you give them aguardiente, tequila, or any alcohol, he will be in that conversation for hours. Like, And they will bring back these memories. So having these memories that I I was brought up with, with these pictures, was really a connection that I would understand who he was, why I can find traits of my personality that go back to him, and I understand a little bit more of my family dynamics too. So, it was, uh, it was the breaking point where we decided to really make this idea into a business and we saw the power it had, again going back to like that power of that idea. Um, and then we started building on it we reached out, we got more like aggressive, reaching out to more photographers, actually building a business side of things without having any of us a business background. But I think that as a creative, you have that business in you. You always have that hustle in you. you maybe you don't have the tools for it. Maybe you don't know how to do a graphic or a chart or use Excel to perfection, but you know how to, how to market yourself really well
0: just a side note along the lines podcast is brought to you by leading lines magazine which focuses on business education and creative inspiration you can follow leading lines magazine on instagram facebook and twitter at leading lines mag and you know how to sell
1: yourself really well and i think that's the starting point so we started doing that and it, it we got a lot of recognition internationally by the guardian here in the uk that was a,
2: yeah that's interesting so they reached
1: out to us and then i got at least a thousand emails it was crazy i woke up that day because of the time difference and my email was swamped and i told camilo I was hacked. My email was hacked. So many photographer requests, so many booking requests, and then yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy, and we were like, wow, this is crazy. It was like goosebumps, and I was cry. I got I got started crying the first day we got a booking because I was like, wow, what am I gonna do now? How am I gonna manage all of this? Um, but it, it was again; it was natural, it was intuitive. We learned how to do it along the way. We asked people for help, which is important, um, yeah. very important. And then slowly started growing. It's been um, a slow but fast process at the same time. You know, it's like the past six months for us have been a lot of growth. And like I can see myself before the accelerator program with Expedia, and now how we've actually been able to grow because they provided these business tools that we didn't have. And it was easy for us to learn it, you know? It it was natural for us to understand and always thinking we need to have a team also. We, we know that our weaknesses and we need to hire the correct team that can help us build on those weaknesses. We're the best at doing creative things. We're the best at marketing ourselves. We're the best at selling the concept behind it, but we need other strategic team members that can help us continue growing. So
0: that's where we are now. (laughs) That's interesting because the main thing to me that stood out is just that um, having a business that you're passionate about versus a business that you just created just for money or for gain. Because to me, the businesses that always last the longest, even in money sense or anywhere else, is the businesses that come from within that you'll stop at nothing to make it happen. I'm pretty sure if you didn't have that big email overhaul that you'll still be working on Shoot My Travel okay. because it is a passion and your creative studio. Maybe if you weren't getting the jobs that could keep it afloat, you'll still be working towards it. And I think that's what a lot of people need to learn as well, that you can have a business idea but it doesn't mean that straight away it's going to take off. And if you're truly passionate, that if you keep on working at it every day and you're trying to better yourself and not everyone's going to be a natural business person, maybe you can't market yourself, but you can learn on the job. A lot of what we do is trying, failing, trying harder, failing harder, then maybe you fail a bit less because you get a bit of success. And it's just about keeping that going. And that's the main thing I'm getting and also having a support system and knowing where you need help, knowing where you're strong as well. Because a lot of people maybe think, okay, I'm so good at everything, I don't need help, I know what I'm doing. But it's interesting that you did the Accelerator program with Expedia. That you were like, you know what, we can learn something from this. It's six months, which is a long time. But doing that, I'm pretty sure that you've learned some stuff, you've met new people, and you're able to then take that experience and kind of go on with it. I
1: agree. I feel that it's always having a student mindset, always learning You can't feel that you're the teacher because if you feel you're the teacher, you're like your ego and you become a bit arrogant and you stop receiving feedback. And that's when you block yourself from continue growing. And it's hard. It's difficult sometimes to say, I still need to work on stuff. And it's hard to receive feedback sometimes, but you have to be open at it. And that's one of the main things that we've learned through this process is to take feedback in a positive way. If you tell me, listen, your platform still, it's very rough. I would agree with you. I will take what you have to say and then I, like, process that internally. Yeah. But not take it personal. Like When you're starting a business, you can't take anything personal. It's not about you. It's about the business and yeah. the business needs to succeed. But it's also about like that passion and drive. Even if we don't get money, if we don't get funding, even if uh, anything happens, unless, we we're like sick or something like that but we would still continue building on it and we will still find ways and if it the business model wouldn't work we would pivot and find another way out of it but it's because we are passionate about it and because we believe in a higher goal yeah. that is to provide jobs to photographers around the world we know that we will achieve it it's hard it's definitely challenging and difficult there's all types of challenges, personal, emotional, financial challenges that really kick you in the guts. Yeah. But you have to be able to swallow that and say, okay, today I feel this way. Tomorrow I have to wake up and do it again.
0: That is very true, especially with us being filmmakers, especially when you're doing something that people can just view and people might think, Oh it's easy, it's easy. I've got a camera phone, I can make a film or I could take a picture. So when people do give feedback, especially when it's online and they can do it anonymously, you have to not... You can always take on everything people say, but you have to be able to, A, accept it and not let it defeat you, but, B, also look at the feedback, who it's coming from, and also analyse, OK, is this the best piece of criticism or feedback to take on board? Because a lot of people I know as well, they, ha- they get one piece of feedback that maybe isn't singing their praises, and they stop because they're like, you know, I... I just don't want to continue getting that on an everyday basis. But one thing I heard very early on is if you listen to all the positives and you accept that and you think it's the truth, you have to listen to all the negatives and think that's true. So you've got to... And
2: convert into positive.
0: Exactly, because the fact that someone's willing to look at your platform and give you feedback, they were on it in the first place. They care enough to even form an opinion... Even if maybe they're not coming from a good place, they were on your website for maybe an hour talking about it, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. So you're already at a point where people can go on your site, your little corner of the internet. The millions of billions of websites out there, they were on your one. And I think that's a it's all about the thought process. You can easily look at anything and make it negative or make it positive. I think it's literally up to you how you want to view. And if you already have a seed of doubt in yourself as a creative or entrepreneur. You're going to take one little piece of negative advice and just let it crush you. So I think having the confidence in your idea, not arrogance, like you said, but the confidence that you're passionate about it has to be enough to get you through all those obstacles and hurdles. And sometimes it is difficult because we're, we're passionate people and we sometimes, love very hard.
1: Sometimes I would say everything We love really hard. We love really hard what so we hard. love. And it 's like every project that we have, every idea we we care of it, and we nourish it like if it was like our baby, of course, yeah, same yeah and it's how do you detach from these babies, you know like you I, I think that i 've learned through these processes, how do I detach and no longer consider this my baby, because, like having kids, i don 't have kids, but what I hear from my my family and my friends that have kids is always you have kids for society so you have to build them for society you have to know that at a point they are yours but you have to give them away so i feel that business or creativity creative ideas are the same way you have to nourish them build them but you know you have to give them away and it's it's so so difficult because you have to detach emotionally from it because you want to guard it and you want to make the best of it and you think that that you are the best one that can drive this engine and can, and you have the best vision and you, you like becoming impenetrable. But when you open yourself and let go of that attachment, I think is when the massive growth starts. And I feel that I, I've, I did my process, like last year, I, I did my process of detachment and I'm, like, I'm now like, okay, this is what we're building is for humanity. What we're yeah. building is for others. And if I'm tomorrow no longer part of it because ABOC, I know it will succeed because I put that energy into it and I I hope that I can build a strong-ass team that can have that vision and pursue it. And I think that's how all big businesses are. like, all, All passion drives businesses are successful. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a difficult process to detach. Yeah, yeah.
0: you feel attached to your artwork? Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's so hard that when I come up with the idea for a film I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Then you start writing the script and then the idea kind of changes. And then you get the actors involved and they're kind of saying it their way so they might drop a few syllables. Then you get your cinematographer and you might shoot in a way that, okay, you didn't capture that moment I wanted. Then you have the editing process and, oh god, whole scenes are cut out, then at the end, you're left with this piece that probably is nothing like that first idea you had, but it's still yours. And I think that whole process of working with other people allows you to kind of wean it a bit, because once other people get involved and they give their input and maybe have better ideas than you, you're like, you know what, as much as this is mine, it's everyone else's. So for Shoot My Travel, it's yours, but it's everyone else. It's the people that get the beautiful pictures at the end. It's the photographer that gets to meet new people and also get a paid job and also work on something that is passionate for them. It's for maybe I don't know, everyone else that stumbles across it and passes it on to a family friend. It's just for all those people, even the people in like maybe 100 years' time that can look at those pictures captured of their family, family members and be like, oh, this was such a great moment. I'm so glad there's pictures. Yeah. You know,
2: those pictures, yes. And the ones we, we are very proud of, the being able to capture these memories mm. as of now they're worth a lot now but like you just mentioned in 20 years from now they're going to worth so much but it's unbelievable mm. but and also yeah we're, we're really proud about being part of that personal intimate and historic moment
0: and I think it's important because one thing I read today is that Things like paper and photography, like printed-out photography, it will never crash on you like a hard drive will. So there is, as much as technology grows on and it's amazing, nothing beats writing something down on paper and printing out photography and having it in a frame, in a house. Nothing beats that at all. So I think that alone shows that an idea that can stand the test of time is one of the best ideas. It's not just a fad that maybe in the next six months something else has wiped it out, but... Photography and memories are stuff that are priceless.
2: And, and also we're adding a little, something uh, another detail is that we're connecting humans. Yeah. For human interaction, to, for an hour or two to explore and have fun together, they usually become friends, the photographer and the travelers. And
0: yeah, they go after it, to have it, coffee
2: it,
1: together and it, they it keep connected that's sweet yeah when we
2: are used to be alone together you know and select what time we want to be with somebody or when not we just shut out the door and we can connect to everybody through a, a screen so we, right now we might not see it as valuable we do see it like created those human connections is super valuable
1: to us. I th- it, we, our slogan in life is, life is about the people you meet. And we try to carry that across everything we do. Either meeting you guys, um, meeting anybody on the street, always being open to that human connection, and leaving behind that judgmental mind to be open to be able to meet that person, like that real essence of that person. And just for a second, in the train, uh, um, I've had really cool experiences, for example, in London, here in the train. The other day I met a a woman, she was, she's a single mother, she decided to have a baby by herself, 45 years old, and she was struggling because she works at an orchestra and she had a bully in the orchestra. And I don't know why she felt that she could talk to me, and I met her for 10 minutes on the train. And she told me, thank you for so much for your advice. And she opened, like, for five minutes, she told me her life story. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And yeah. it, it it added value to my life because I was able to give her words of encouragement. And it also made me put my life in perspective of of how to treat people. Now that you're creating jobs, like, we're building up a team. And yeah. how can we manage having... Um, mothers on the team how can we understand them because I am not a mother but um, how can I put myself in that position and in, in their shoes to understand their hustles and their their challenges as as mom working moms you know so it's it's yeah life is about the people you meet for us
0: definitely and I think it's also about making sure that you're a person that people want to be around because in business a lot of the time you spend more time with the people you work with than your family members so if you're a person that maybe isn't easy to be around maybe thinking about okay if lots of people don't like me i don't think all those people are wrong maybe you have to look at yourself and analyze because sometimes we're so focused on ourselves and the things we want that we might lose sight of having empathy for other people so you taking that 10 minutes to speak to this woman and give her advice maybe allows you to feel like wow do you know maybe i should make more time to Ask certain people how they're doing, if there's anything we can do to accommodate them. Because a lot of the time, business, yes, yeah, it's about profit and all these other things, but the people working for you and with you, they have to be happy because a lot of their life is spent at work. So work needs to be enjoyable or else more than 50% of their time is spent feeling horrible. Yeah, I think now, as a society, and in
1: certain places, we're creating that change of business is only money. Business is a whole of things it's a, it's a culture definitely it's it's a whole like it's a whole world there's a different aspects to business yes money you have to make money in order to have a business but you also have to have people to make money and you have to have your employees happy and make sure that they're they love That's yeah you love world. yeah in idea yeah. world yeah they, they love what and they they feel that passion through you and I that company culture is like something that you pass on and you have to make sure that they're involved and they they feel that they have a voice too because you can't have parallel relationships now nowadays. I think you have to have horizontal relationships and I think what we've done is always, we have a team leader, which is me by default, <laughs> um, but we also, we listen to everything they have to say and if they tell us, listen, I think um, you should send out a newsletter to the photographers and tell them we're doing this, We'll go ahead and do it. Yes, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And they feel validated. They feel that they have a voice and that we're building together instead of I'm just building and I'm just going to become rich and you're just working for me type of situation. So, yeah, I think that's it's very valuable. And I think that before we've left behind those human connections and I also think that creatives are the ones that are, putting those connections back together. And people are actually valuing more creativity because they understand that it is the creatives who actually disrupt societies and actually create change in society. It's not business people. Yes, you have the money to fuel us, but it's us that have the ideas to
0: actually empower society and build community.
1: And technology is all creativity.
0: We have come to the end of part one with my interview with Camillo and Valerie. Part two of this interview gets a bit more personal, with the focus shifting to personal and financial situations that do come with a creative startup. Along the line podcast is produced by Rafael Bomasari for Leading Lines magazine.